What's up, America? Dave Sheridan, a.k.a. Doofy, and you're listening to The Horror Squad. And remember, don't disturb me while I'm listening to The Horror Squad. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast, episode 178, where tonight we will be reviewing 2020's Slacks, directed by Elza Kephart, currently streaming over on Shudder, so go and check it out. I am joined, of course, always by Sam and Steve, but we are unfortunately toddlers tonight, so you're going to have to deal with me, uh, Joe, doing a little bit of hosting duties tonight. But uh, yeah, what is up, everyone? How is uh, Steve, Sam? How are we all doing tonight? How was your week? I miss Todd. <laughs> we all miss him. <laughs> Todd is on. Todd's on vacation. He went to Dallas. You might have heard. I think you might have mentioned that last week. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it sucks, but you know, I'm, I'm. He's having a good time over there, so we miss him. And uh, I'm jealous, man. He's showing me pictures of the place he's going to, and it's uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun over there. Yeah, he's getting washed out right now, though, unfortunately. I saw over on the Discord a lot of people saying, uh, it's poor Todd, but he's like, hey, at least the place we rented is nice. So, Todd, we miss you, and uh, we'll see you next week. Where ne- Well, actually, next week we're going to be reviewing The Conjuring, I believe, is our plan. And I want to announce our giveaway. Uh, our good friends over at Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery, uh, Sam and I, went over there. They were doing a promotion for the Conjuring movie, so we got a little tarot card reading done, um, which I'll let Sam talk about here in a minute. But uh, our giveaway, basically, we're giving away a promotional hoodie blanket. You might have seen it on our social medias. If you didn't, go and check it out. Just search the Horror Squad podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But basically, very easy giveaway. All you have to do is join our Discord page uh, if you're not already a member. And if you're not, what are you waiting for? Please join us over there. We have so many awesome discussions and whatnot. Uh, But yeah, just go and join our Discord, and it will be very easy from there. We will announce the winner uh, during our Conjuring episode next week. So, And uh, I will give you guys a few days, and I will announce the uh, other part of this contest over on the Discord sometime next week. So make sure you join us over there but uh sam you want to talk about the little tarot card reading we had done over at the nightmare gallery yes so they did well it was supposed to be an 80s themed uh palm reading or tarot reading style kind of thing but i didn't get the 80s vibe from it i don't know but it's fine it was still fun they had it downstairs of um downstairs at count orlock's and the girl was very nice. I don't think Joe had ever had a tarot card reading. I have a few times, um, but it was, I feel like it was, it went well for mine because she read both of our cards, but she is also a Sagittarius like myself. So I feel like she was kind of using that um, to read me, which was fine. But um, yeah, it was fun. And I feel like I don't know, Joe, what did you think? You felt like she was a little wrong about your 
your yeah. card. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is the first time I'd ever got my tarot reading before. And I had my palm read like on the beach when I was like 15 years old. Um, and I think that was the last time I had ever dealt with something like that. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it was all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think she, she was very 50, 50 with me. She got a couple things, right. I would say like, but for the most part, she was just like, like, do you battle with depression? I'm like, no. And then she was like, uh, okay. Uh, why are you so worried about stuff all the time? I was like, I'm not, I'm like very easygoing. I don't know what you're talking about. So like, I mean, but like she did get a cut, like couple things, but for the most part, I was like, yeah, she didn't really read me that. Right. I mean, I think she did Sam a little better, but like Sam said, I think that was cause they share this, the same sign. So she was just kind of mm -hmm going off of that but you know it was a good it was fun it was you know fun, yeah. something to do it was free so that was like the best part about it and we got the free promo hoodie blanket thing so mm -hmm. that was pretty pretty cool um and people i posted it and a lot of people were really excited about that i mean it's a promo item promo items i feel like are always like really popular so we yeah. still haven't watched them we still haven't watched the movie oh and we got two free passes to the movie mm -hmm. so that we're gonna go we're gonna go see it in theaters since we got that so, uh, yeah, we're excited to watch it. And, uh, Steve, how was your week? Anything exciting? Uh, we're finally starting to open up on Friday, That's the good. day the nice. podcast releases. So <laughs> I can start seeing, you know, a little semblance of like a portion of a real life. Like I'll be right. able to buy socks, which is nice. <laughs> oh <laughs> right now gosh. we can't buy anything non-essential. So, wow. uh, I did watch a bunch of movies though. I watched, uh, both Spiral and Conjuring 3. Oh, nice. Both of which we're going to do episodes on. So. Mm -hmm. uh, very excited to talk about oh you did see the conjuring i did yeah okay since we're going to be reviewing it next week can i just ask what your thoughts were beforehand like did you hype it up in your head what were you expecting you don't have to say like what you thought of the movie just yet but yeah um so the conjuring one and two are two of my favorite horror films of all time <laughs> uh you know i i both think they're amazing like as far as ghost films go, they're probably my top two. You know, so I mean, having going into a movie called The Conjuring Three, my expectations are already super high for that. Uh, they were tempered a bit because of the subject matter and the trailer. Um, the subject matter, I, I'm somewhat familiar with the story that uh, they're covering in the movie, and I didn't know how that would translate to a Conjuring movie, uh, other than having the Warrens involved um so that was like okay i don't know how they'll do that and the trailer really didn't do it for me like it just i don't know it didn't feel like something that would be amazing uh but the one thing i knew would be good is um vera formiga and patrick wilson being excellent as always and that's one thing that i can confirm you know without spoiling anything uh they're fucking awesome and i can see i can watch them forever but yeah mm -hmm that's how I feel I feel like I can watch them forever too um with you talking about the trailer I I don't know I was talking to Joe about it because he's been saying people are split in how they feel about it and I just based off the trailer I kind of feel like I am lowering my expectations because I did not like the trailer at all it looks super weak um just in my opinion but also uh conjuring one and two are like one of my favorite movies they're so good and i was talking to joe about i kind of went on a like a conjuring rant i was talking about uh i don't know oh because i saw like a photo where someone posted all of the conjuring movies plus like the nun all the other movies in the universe 
And I, I didn't know La Llorona was part of the universe. I mean, I guess they want us to think it is. That's fine, whatever. But especially like with the nun and everything, like, I don't, I don't like that it's part of the universe. It's not part of my conjuring universe because if Ed and Lorraine are not part of it, like, how would I know about it? Like, why would I care about it? You know? Yeah, I I forget honestly. Like I know we watched the movie, and I already forget like what the tie-in was. Do you? Uh, it, it was the priest who took care of the Annabelle situation that oh, was okay. uh, that was in it. So the connection is pretty goddamn loose. Yeah, uh, it was actually the movie where I started being on this podcast full time. Uh, it was when we did La Llorona. <laughs> right, so, and mm-hmm. Steve, happy anniversary! By the yes. way, this is a milestone episode for Steve. It is his one hundredth episode. Right. Uh, of being a member of the Horror Squad podcast, which Sam obviously not too far behind. I mean, she's an episode or two maybe behind of that. But yeah. yeah, both of you guys about 100 episodes in now. So huge congrats to you. And if you don't have an acceptance speech or anything, Steve, <laughs> let's, get really right into, yeah. <laughs> let's get right into Let's get into those questions. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast, or of course, on our Discord Again, with the great discussions, I mean, they varied from a lot of discussions about the Conjuring 3 to what our favorite ice cream is, uh, which was another interesting conversation we had this week. So a lot of fun in there. Great people definitely join. And now there's incentives so you could buy, you could uh, win a very cool promotional item for the Conjuring 3, which is friggin' awesome. So the first question comes to us from Frightmare Collective, which by the way, is a fantastic podcast. Uh, just absolutely adore that podcast it's like it's almost fr- frustrating to listen to that podcast because it's so high quality for like three episodes in it's ridiculous like I'm so jealous it wow. took me like how Can many episodes to game? get yeah like it's it's crazy how much production value he puts into his podcast so congratulations to Rick very 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 cool that's awesome uh, and who knows maybe you'll have he'll have a special guest on his podcast soon from someone familiar that's all safe for now um, so the first question is, did any of the three, since Conjuring 3 opens this weekend, of the big of the year's big theater horror releases, make your top three horrors uh, uh, for the year? Spiral, Quiet oh, Place 2, or Conjuring De- uh, Devil Made Me Do It? So of uh, the two you've seen, are any in your top three yet? You don't have to say which one. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I've also <laughs> seen two. I uh, I haven't seen... Well, I, I just said it, so I haven't seen a Quiet Place 2, and I will say no. Okay. Um, neither of them made my top three, but one of them is currently sitting at number five. All right. So I, th- I think I can guess which one. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't know? Maybe you haven't seen Yeah, Conrad I don't. <laughs> I don't. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know which one for you guys, though, <laughs> just based <laughs> off. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like we know for you. Do you? I mean, because what I, you said, the three choices are Spiral, Conjuring, and A Quiet Place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you were too... Oh, we haven't reviewed uh, Saw Spiral yet. No, no, we haven't. So we don't know his thoughts no, on it. No, but... I'm pretty sure it's The Conjuring. I'm thinking it's The Conjuring too, but I don't know. He has like such strong feelings about the first two of the third one was such a letdown. But I'm also a huge Saw fan. You so. are? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... Sp- I can't wait but to talk I mean, about it. Actually, I can't wait to talk about uh, f- it. Funny enough, uh, Conjuring 2 was my favorite film of the 2010 decade, and right. Saw was my favorite film of the 20, 000, the 2000 decade. So there you That's go. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like not Spiral because, not to spoil it, but it rhymes with 
schmedictable. That's all oh. I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. We'll well, I won't tell you, but you'll, you'll soon find out because we're going to yes. review all three of those. You're trying to trick us just months. like you did with Greasy Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right. His next question is, what are some of your favorite horror scores? Ooh. Get out. One. Yeah, Get Out's pretty great. Um, I love the Witch soundtrack, but that's more of like a atmospheric background noise. Um, I really love... It's still a score, though. No, it is. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the classics, though, like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, just like and like The Exodus, you hear like that music and it's just like so memorable and good. Anything and anything Carpenter does in general, like The Thing and I mean, Christine, like everything he does is gold. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, when we watched Nightmare on Elm Street three and four, you know, hearing that score just always gets me pumped. And I will say also in Spiral, even getting notes of the saw score got me excited. Like that was like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, I just love that score as well. Um, the Shining is one that's like absolutely fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of the classics have great scores. I love Dawn of the Dead. Like uh, even when we watched uh, Corona Zombies, the best part of that thing was, was hearing the uh, Dawn of the Dead soundtrack, you know, kind of attached to it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. Sam, you're Halloween all the way, and Get Out. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Get Out does have a really great score. It's underrated. Mm-hmm. Like I don't hear a lot of people totally. talking about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next one is what non-horror releases are you looking forward to this year? Oh man, I don't know. I, that's like if it's not horror, I like don't pay attention as much. And then like when like I see like a trailer for it on TV, I'm like oh all right, that looks pretty good. Um, I guess. I'm looking forward to uh, Suicide Squad, right? That's coming out this year. That looks like it could be pretty good. I'm. It's like the only thing that's coming to my mind right now. I'm sure there's more, but yeah. Um, I actually don't know what's coming out that's not <laughs> yeah. horror related. I didn't even know Suicide Squad was coming out this year. Um, so I've been running and I've been listening to the soundtrack of Birds of Prey is it called Words of Prey? Yeah. yeah. Um, that soundtrack, like if you guys need to fucking get your ass out of bed, it is such a good soundtrack, especially the Do- Doja Cat song. It's called Boss Bitch. It's like my favorite song. Um, so I'm going to go with Suicide Squad unless Steve has some other ones that I'm not remembering. Off the top of my head, well, I'm a huge Marvel fan. So that alone. So you have Black Widow and Eternals and maybe Sang, uh, Shang-Chi. That might be this year too. So that's three that I'm looking forward to personally. Uh, Suicide Squad, same thing. I absolutely fucking love uh, James Gunn and pretty much anything he does. Uh, one that's <laughs> going to sound really weird, but, and this goes back to my like late teens, early 20s. Uh, they're releasing Jackass 4 this year. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm just in a mood for something ridiculous like that you know it's just after the year we've had to have a movie like that stupid uh i'm all in for it so i think those are the ones that are probably most there's one in i, I can't put i just can't remember that's coming out around christmas 
that was super psyched about by just oh, I love any releases that they do around Christmas I don't know why I think it just brings back memories but I was gonna ask um Steve have you seen Corella or do you plan on watching it I didn't know if your wife was I'm, gonna I'm, watch I'm it. gonna watch it when it goes free on Disney plus okay. uh, like I want to see it I don't want to 40 dollars see it you know I don't yeah want... that's one that I really want to see too I heard a lot of good things about it yeah I've heard good things about it as well so but it's not really my type of movie either. But who knows? You know, I'm definitely willing to check it out. All right. Don't, for, uh, don't forget Fast and Furious 9, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it's, uh, I, I'll look up during the, while you guys answer the next question, which one I was thinking of in December. But um, all right. His last question Best haunted attractions you visited outside of Hollywood. Uh, sorry. He, he said Hollywood Horror Nights, but it's Halloween Horror Nights. So a haunt, a tour, or maybe something historic. So something more like real haunted versus. Oh, like a real haunted place? Yeah, like a real haunted place. Uh, maybe the Lizzie Borden house. That's the only real plate, like recent haunted place I've been to. Yeah. Yeah. We did that go. I mean, we did the ghost tour. I mean, those cemeteries are probably haunted and fun fact. I went down there's, they showed us when we were, uh, when we did the ghost tour, they showed us like this tunnel, like, uh, it's like a vent system like built into the cemetery. And they told us they were like, uh, this goes down into the railroad system um and i was like really i was like that's interesting so um all right i can't confirm if i did this or not in case you know people from work are listening or not but uh i went and i may or may not have went and did some research to see if i could find uh this vent system the other night and i can confirm it is real i did find i may have found it and it was pretty pretty dang cool and i may or may not be able to post some photos in the discord so we'll see nice well if you happen to do it please send it to you so i could put it in our video version of this podcast oh definitely yes yes definitely and people definitely need to go check out steve's enhanced episodes over on our youtube channel the horror squad podcast because they are so fun so cool it really gives you like a whole like new perspective of like listening to the show listening and watching it's so entertaining so i highly recommend people check that out thanks and the one that's coming out the same day as this episode the nightmare on elm street three and four one was like by far uh the most i'll ever do (laughs) for the enhance episode like the amount of pictures i put in was kind of ridiculous it was in the hundreds so definitely check it out the thing i like about it is like you guys talk about talking about the uh, tour you did last week or two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and because i had to find pictures for it i actually like went on tour pictures and found those historical things you were talking about and it's just like oh cool so you know it's cool to put like pictures to things that you guys are talking about well, enjoy it now, people, because when Canada opens, Steve's not going to be home as much. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really true. Uh, but I'll, I'll still do the enhanced episodes. They just won't be as crazy all the time. It'll always depend on how much time I have in the week. But check them out. They're over on our YouTube channel. Just type in, um, what is it, Sex 69? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sex that's Film right. 69. You got to exactly. tell them about that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, once in a while, I check our YouTube like algorithm stuff. And one of the things you could check is what keywords people put into YouTube search to find our channel. And the, it shows your top five. And the top three are obvious. It's like Horror Squad podcast, Horror Squad. Then there was Army of the Dead, because that's what we reviewed in one of the episodes. And three, and four and five are sex films and sex films 69. <laughs> 
which is the most random fucking thing ever. I don't understand it. So Mondo, wa- look at your porn elsewhere. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> not, not on YouTube, please. Um, and the, the films I was talking about. So Spider-Man, I'm, that's probably my biggest Spider-Man? hype. Spider-Man? Yeah. Who biggest is hype Spider? Is it Andrew? It, it might be all three, uh, if rumors are to be believed. No, so wait, what? It might be Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, what? and to- Tobey Maguire. What? How's yeah. that? Oh my God, a boner. They're starting to work with the multiverse, so. That's cool. Yeah. What does um, that even mean? My brain can't comprehend <laughs> that. They're, they're, they're bringing all the Spider-Man movies together into one. They're, they're, they already confirmed the villains from the different Spider-Verses, so. Okay. Is Venom uh, is Venom gonna be one of them? No, he has no, his own movie no. though. He's, he's uh, fighting Carnage in August. So cool. Uh, the other one is Hotel Transylvania Four, which is kind of horror, yeah. but I'm psyched about it. I love that series, and uh, I like the idea that they're going with Part Four, so that's cool. But the one I was thinking about for December was Matrix Four. Um, oh. I didn't like the way the Matrix ended, so I'm hoping this fixes some of the. <laughs> mistakes that they made in the original uh, trilogy so that would be interesting so and i'm assuming like keanu and Every, everyone's, everyone's, back. everyone's coming back yeah interesting so i'm really psyched for that as well uh as for the haunted place uh there are three places that come to mind uh the first one is a haunted prison i did in my current city ottawa uh i stayed in the haunted prison i think i've talked about in the past where i went to the gallows Uh, my friend and i stayed on like death row uh, because it's also a youth hostel or just a hostel maybe i don't think it was just youth and you sleep in the cells and stuff so we got a room there we spent the night in death row to try to hear like noises and stuff and of course we heard noises but i think it's more because it's an old building uh for example the windows had like you know holes in them so the wind would whistle through so you'd hear that really really clearly and because it's an old um, prison the way that uh, they would hear if prisoners were talking to each other is the ceiling is like um like domes like semicircles going like a wave so that if someone at the end of the hall is talking then the the sound carries from one side of the hall to the guard sitting at the front um so that alone any sound that happens will carry through the entire fucking floor. So it sounds really creepy, but we didn't actually see anything. The other one that uh, was haunted, of course, <laughs> is my grandparents' house, but that one's not up for visiting. <laughs> um, they don't live there anymore anyway, but that was probably the most haunted place ever. And I had a third one in mind, but I don't remember. I went to another really haunted place. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was called Bolt Castle. Uh, it's in the Thousand Lakes which is uh, bordering, I believe it's New York and Ontario. Uh, It's actually on the U.S. side, uh, but you take a boat from the Canadian side and go onto this island, and it has this one castle. And I'll show it in the pictures. It's actually really cool, and it's supposedly super haunted. It's abandoned, but it's a tourist destination now. So that's a a super awesome uh, one as well. And I'd recommend that one. It is really cool. All right. So the next series of questions comes to us from Mandy. She says, hey, squad, first... Happy Pride Month to all my fellow LGBTQ horror fanatics. What are your thoughts on horror films in regards to inclusion for the LGBTQ community? Yeah, definitely. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride! Yes. Love is love is love is love is love is love. That's right. I have uh, a uh, piece of news tonight to do with Pride Month. So stay tuned. 
But I'm and sorry. I, I, what was the question? Ivo what launched? Um, so after I got the question, it was on Friday, I believe. Uh, I asked Mandy, "Is there a, like a film that I can do in my what watch that would kind of represent Pride?" And she mm-hmm. gave me one that it was actually on her top ten of 2020. Mm. So I reviewed oh. it. I'll talk about it in my what watch. Interesting. I, I've heard. Bad. I've heard a lot of things. It wasn't Knife and Heart, Steve, was it? By chance? No, it's called Bit. Okay. Bit. Okay. I've heard a lot of good things about Knife and Heart, and I can't seem to find it anywhere. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, our question was What are your thoughts on horror films in regards to inclusion for the LGBTQ community? It's great. There yeah. should be more. Yeah. More mainstream, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, there's not many. Like, I was talking to Sam the other day like, about it because I was like, Oh yeah, I was like Pride Month's coming up. We maybe we should like do some like a movie for it. Um, and I was like, I really can't even think of many that like uh, you know have that. There is one um, I watched. I think Sam watched a little bit of it with me about a like a lesbian couple that um, go into the woods and uh, like a killer comes at them it came out like last year or the year before but it's there's like a weird twist i don't really want to give it away but it was pretty good i'll see if i can find the the title for that one but then of course you got like ones of course number on elm street 2 i feel like it's like the big one everyone talks about obviously that has you know a lot uh in it and is but then of course you get the babadook who has become a uh a staple uh for the lbgt community so yeah and for me, I, I I think there could be more inclusion. If I'm being honest, I you know we're having a hard time thinking about uh, films that represent um, the LGBTQ community. And through my discussion with Mandy, um, there aren't a lot. <laughs> like straight up, there just aren't a lot of films that represent um, that community. And I think that sucks. You know, there should be more. Uh, there's more lately. I know Spiral. Now I haven't seen it. You saw it, right, Joe? The Spiral from last year. Not not the book of Saw Spiral, but the yes, other spiral? it's great. It's great. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. It was. I may have been an honorable mention. It was very close to making my top ten, though. It, it, very good. Yeah, so so that that was one uh, that was mentioned, uh, the one bit which I'm going to talk about today. But other than that, there there just weren't a ton. So it's something I'd like to see more of. Um, so hopefully we can see that. And if anyone uh, listeners have any that you know of that you know we don't know about, I'd love to know because I'd love to watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, we'll have to get a thread going in the Discord. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, her next question: What inanimate object horror is your favorite? What do you mean? Uh, so what horror film that's about a, like an object that kills people oh. is your favorite? <laughs> um, by the way, the movie was called What Keeps You Alive about the lesbian couple. So if you want to check that one out as well, uh, it's a 2018 Canadian film. So you pesky Canadians once again. Um, <laughs> but uh, God, I don't know. I mean, there's so many <laughs> fun ones. Um I don't know, man. Uh, you know, not to give anything away, but I really did enjoy tonight's movie Slacks. Um, it was pretty fun. Killer Sofa from a couple of years ago. It's probably going to be Steve's pick. That was a blast too. And you can and Rubber and I mean, those are like the big three that come to mind uh, when I think of inanimate object horror movies. So, uh, what do you guys got? Um, what's the hair one we just watched on Hulu a few months oh. ago? hair is it just hair yeah Yeah. i really like that one i have yet to see killer sofa 
or is it killer couch killer, killer, killer sofa, sofa. It, it should be a recliner it's really a recliner but uh, <laughs> we, won't, we won't get into that <laughs> it's, it's called killer sofa and i highly recommend it yeah so those would be uh hair i haven't seen hair was it good like it was really good or just it's okay yeah it's yeah. it's not bad it's it's worth a i'd say it's worth a one-time watch okay i, th- I, I want to say i gave it two and a half or three stars and that's as good as it gets box, usually yeah. for uh, for right. inanimate object movies. But yeah, Killer Self is probably my favorite. Uh, but I, you know, I've been watching a lot of these movies lately. In fact, I've been watching an entire series of these movies lately with Killer Bong. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but they're not great. So <laughs> that uh, I definitely wouldn't recommend most of them. Um, but yeah, I can't think of too many. Uh, I know people in our Discord were talking about one called Rubber, but I have mm-hmm. not seen that one. That uh, one's it's about fun. a killer tire. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd like it to see its, more. Has its moments. <laughs> you like some more, yeah? What do you, yeah. What would you like to see? Anything in particular? Well, actually, that's our next question. Okay. What inanimate object film would you like to see? Wow. Uh, I mean, wait a minute. Does like I get this Chucky count as like an inanimate object? Technically, dolls. Doll, right? I don't know. Like, like, yeah, I guess technically, but they're kind of their own, you know, separate universe. Um, right. Yeah. I, I would love to see a wood chipper come to life and just nice. wreak havoc on people. It'd be fucking brutal. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. That'd be scary. What about a book? Yeah, that a book. Oh, like the book from Hocus Pocus goes on our rampage. Oh, sure. L- 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 looking for the Sanderson sisters. I like that. Yeah, that that's how Hocus did... Pocus Two needs to open: is the book yeah. getting the revenge. Goosebumps, like, sort of did that. The movie where, like, the things came out of the book like and came out and right right no like it's, act- it's actually the book that kills you like though. the book actually kills people yeah. all right i dig yeah. it yeah like it suffocates you it gives you paper cuts on your neck <laughs> oh yes your love yeah. it actually that reminds me of uh harry potter uh in one oh. of them they have a killer book that uh i think it's harry potter three or four i don't remember which of the two but yeah it's uh it's never seen harry cool. potter i gotta con- that's yeah, most people I, probably I, shocking but you, you should before you go to universal because it's like yeah. a quarter of their park <laughs> yeah if you want to get the references and stuff sam and i have been talking for a while about doing like a marathon yeah my friend should. in high school she was obsessed with harry potter and she even got me like the first book the second and the third i think but let me tell you when i read the first book it was so sad like i felt so bad for harry with how he was treated by his aunt and uncle if i remember correctly i couldn't go on um but i did see the first movie and i always see bits and parts of it like especially around halloween and december um but i do want to sit down and watch all of them because i feel like i would love it so much yeah i i honestly it's, i i love the series personally uh do you watch it like every year I, yeah that and lord of the rings are like tri- are series that i tend to watch mm-hmm. pretty much every single year so especially usually it's around like august right before i go to universe studios because they have so much harry potter like stuff there so I'm probably due for a, a rewatch. And if I can get through eight killer fucking uh, bong movies, I think you could yeah. do uh, <laughs> eight Harry Potters. Uh, as for me, I would like to have a spinoff of Ghostbusters 2 with the toaster with slime. The toaster oh. goes on a rampage. Maybe have <laughs> one of the Ghostbusters having to attack it or something. Maybe Winston. You know, Winston needs a, his own film. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be Love awesome. it. Uh, her next Maybe question. Maybe a movie where my whole heart I was like, maybe a movie where my whole horror collection comes to life. Yeah, my God. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> You'd be dead quick. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a lot of stuff. 
her next question, which inanimate object in your house would have the best reason to attack you and why? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, ooh, I don't know. That's maybe mom. I'm trying to think like what I abuse the most. Probably maybe my air fryer. That thing gets like overused and he's probably like, please, no, stop it. <laughs> I want that thing to come attack you. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I don't know. Maybe my computer. Hmm. So I use that, that be, often. That would be a good movie about like a computer coming to life and killing people. He could do, make something really cool with that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it'd be my toilet. You know, there's. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, literally. You know, you, you literally like you know, literally. crap all around, crap in it. So it's just Poor eventually. Yeah, and I picture it like the the fucking couch in uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, but a toilet instead of a couch. You know? <laughs> well, I, th I think of um, what's uh, look who's talking to. You remember that movie? Oh, yeah, the toilet yeah, comes yeah. alive. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, and her last question: What's your favorite type of bottoms? Jeans, skirts, cargo shorts, etc. I'm a sweatpants girl at heart. Mm. can't go wrong with sweatpants no when i'm at home definitely sweatpants or sweat shorts uh when i'm out and about yeah jeans or just like regular shorts not cargo shorts uh or jorts definitely not those two um i used to wear cargo shorts and jorts though until i found out people made fun of people for wearing them and i was like oh, i bet maybe i shouldn't wear these anymore i don't really <laughs> yeah apparently I like, I, i'm wearing I, I, shorts yeah steve's steve's what? like a car apparently like within the past like five years cargo shorts have been like become like uh attack there there's an attack on them and i was like oh no it just depends the style but it's like wear what you want to wear but i think it might be the style like if it's too okay. many pockets maybe i don't really know i don't I, keep up I, on the cargo trends i just remember like president obama wore like cargo, cargo shorts and like the photo surface and people were going like crazy in the Google comment it. section were they? um yeah maybe because they see him dress nicely all the time and my boss in accent came out there. I said cargo shorts, if you didn't hear it. Um, yep. But uh, I mean, I just wear like normal like shorts now, like uh, board shorts, I guess, would, if that's what they're called. I have no idea. But Steve, I'm assuming you wear cargo shorts or something. You seem you uh, seem to I, 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 I wear cargo shorts <laughs> when I go to Florida because okay. I need pockets, the pockets that, that yeah. zip up. Uh, Makes sense. Because when I go upside down in rides, I can't have my, you know, my phone or my wallet falling out. So Very true. I always wear cargo shorts and fucking judge me if you do on a, if you see me at Universal because you know, at least my phone won't fall out. Exactly. No, I mean that to see when it's like practical like that, I mean it makes total sense. And who cares what people think? You yeah, wear exactly. you wear what you you wear what you want, people. Right. Uh, yeah. but at home I, I'm more of a like basketball shorts type guy. I just yeah. like uh, mm -hmm. the freedom that it gives everything. Yeah. So yeah. Uh all right. So thank you, Mandy, for the questions. Next question uh, comes from Black Lagoon Girl. Uh, if you were the pants in the Slacks movie, what would your favorite jams be? Hers, I think I would be uh, a 1970s rock and roll or 80s hair metal kind of pants, like maybe Iron Maiden <laughs> or some Black Sabbath. I love that. Yeah, that's cool with like rips in it and shit. And I dig that. I dig that a lot. Um, yeah, sure. I'll go with that, too. Cause that that sounds fun. <laughs> what is it? Your favorite music? 
like what jeans would you be like what would your style be if you oh, were what, the killer what jeans style of jeans mm-hmm. um i think i would be like a jean like a like a grungy jean from the 90s obviously oh all right love yep. it uh, and I, I would be, and I used to wear these when I was in like the nineties, uh, like uh, baggy jeans, you know, with the mm-hmm. big baggy, uh, Ooh, like and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, you know, from hip hop and rap. That that's awesome. To a lot yeah. in the nineties. So that, that's what kind of jeans I would be. Nice. Uh, next series of questions from uh, Chuck, Captain Amazing 85. What is the most absurd thing that has been evil or killer in a movie? Probably the bong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's tons of them. There's different variations of them with each sequel. So, yeah. I can, but yeah, have you guys even seen an evil bong? So no, the, I haven't. It, so it doesn't I've count. I've seen <laughs> one. Oh, yeah? The first one, I guess? It's been a long time, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not the worst I've seen. Um, the, the jeans was weird, I got to say. Uh, and yeah. we'll talk about it during the review as to why. I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything that was really. All that weird. I'm sure I've seen something super weird. I just can't think of it off the top yeah. of my head. Same. Yeah, I feel like there's a movie that had items that were possessed. They didn't necessarily have life to them, but like someone possessed the items and had them kill people. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of it, but I'm I'm sure I've seen that before. So, um, I don't. It, yeah, because this one is kind of where it was a possession. But what's the movie? um come play with me it just came out this year um yeah. do you... last year was it last oh, was it year actually... no it might have been this year what you might be right year? yeah where like the imaginary friend goes into everything is mm-hmm. that z it's ex- almost exactly like really? z, but it's not yeah <laughs> it's very similar to z but yeah no it's like another kid he has like an imaginary friend and play with me i think is what it's called i think it's come play with me yeah yeah but yeah, he does like the same type of stuff that Z does. But he goes into like cars and like, yeah, it's. Let's say it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> not on your top of the <laughs> year list. No, no, definitely not. That actually, I think it was kind of. It was interesting because like the kid was uh was he autistic or something? Same or he was mute or something? It like added. There was like an interesting. Thing he wasn't to it. mute. I think he may have been autistic. Or I can't remember. I don't know if they thought he was autistic because of the trauma that he went to. I'm not went through. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I can't remember. Me either. All right. Uh, next question: What piece of clothing from any horror movie would you want to have as part of your collection? Oh, good question. Great question. Freddy sweater. Definitely. Yeah, I think that would be the most iconic that I can think yeah. of. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm. Michael's overalls. They're not overalls. Co- coveralls. Coveralls. I'm sorry. Get it right. I'm sorry. Sam's uh, trick or treat outfit. Hmm. That, yeah, that's actually super iconic. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of all the big ones. Uh, Jason's there's nothing really like specifically iconic to him. Mm, yeah, no, not really. Um, you have to think about it in the context of if you see a shirt hanging on a wall, do you know exactly what it's from? And exactly, I don't think yeah. I could identify anything from Friday the 13th specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you had the mask with it, I guess like Ghostface robe yeah. would be pretty Yeah, iconic. but again, it's not, you know, it's it's not super obvious no, unless yeah. you, you have the, the mask with it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
um, the Sanderson sisters dresses. Yeah, that's from Hocus one. Pocus would yeah, be big. That would be yeah. super cool. Mm-hmm. I have their replicas in my uh, closet in that room. So mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe like Leatherface's apron that could definitely be you know possible if you had Which that. Was probably up. thrown on in a box on the side of the road in oh, Texas. Yeah. Unfortunately, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Reagan Reagan's dress. That yeah, would her, definitely be iconic. Her, yeah, her nightgown. Her, her nightgown. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. The Grady twins' dresses. Right. Oh yeah, that, that totally. would be really cool yeah. to have. Yep. Yep. Chucky's good guy outfit. Mm-hmm. I think Freddie's sweater would probably. Yeah, uh... definitely the number one. I think mm-hmm. Pennywise's I'll costume pass. too. Oh, Pennywise. Yeah, I, I think I saw that somewhere. I feel like I've seen it in person. Uh, probably um, at, a, at a planet Hollywood or something. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, a guy, uh, local, sort of local guy. He did, um, God, he just did a documentary. He's doing the it documentary, but he owns the original, uh, Penny oh, really? costume. Yeah. Oh, his nice. name is, uh, John camp camp pop piano or something like that. I forget. Uh, but yeah, he, I, I've messaged with them a few times. Nice guy, but he owns the original Pennywise. Co- he owns the original there must, Pennywise there must costume. Have a few, and, no? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, he yeah. owns one of them though. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's brought it to a couple of cons with them before, so. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Tim, did you say you'd pass on a Freddy sweater? I thought you were coming around to Freddy. I don't need his sweater. I already got two from Spirit Halloween. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, if you come in possession of the real one and you want to get rid of one, you know, <laughs> you can happily send it my way. Um, all right. His next question. Now that we got our cool Horror Squad merch, we need a con that we can all meet up at. When is that happening? Well, I don't know. I mean, that'd be great if we could all get together. It's tough to get everyone together. Um, the whole, Probably not until 2022. I don't, yeah, I think. especially the whole squad. Uh, I mean, Sam and I are going. We're planning on doing Monster Mania in August. Um, we're not going to have a table or anything. We're just going to be meandering around. But uh, yeah, and then there's talk. We'll see. I mean, talk about maybe us doing a con in September. So if we do, uh, I'll give you guys all the details. Yeah, I might go to one in Maine for a day uh, in October. Um, other than that, though, I think 2022 is when there's a chance where we could be full squad uh, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I know we're, we're talking about maybe a trip to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can find a weekend that has a con in that area. Uh, you know, that would be a full squad event. It's just, we, we live in vastly different places. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, t- Todd's, you know, further like central, uh, Joe and Sam are really on the coast, uh, kind of mid us. I am at the uh, s- Southern Canadian border, you know, close to the border, but still far that enough from them. So it's, it's not easy, but we, it'll happen. Yeah, what's yeah the, definitely. What's the con in Maine, Steve, for October? Uh, I think it's just Bangor comic-con. I think it's called, um, it's not very horror there's mm-hmm. only a few horror guests um damien maffey being one of them uh it's just if i happen to pass by i might stop in and check it out but i'm not gonna go out of my way i think my focus of that particular trip is to come to salem and visit you guys so yeah <laughs> um but yeah but it's, so, 2022 we'll try to make something happen where we'll at least have three uh squad members and hopefully four. definitely yeah which has happened no, no, we, we were only two uh, the last time at, um, what was it, Rock and Chalk. But, yep, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, and his last question. This is our weekly question for Sam. Food pairing, please. 
Um, this one I didn't really think about. I was trying to think of something like what tastes like a pair of jeans, if you were to <laughs> ask me. And I'm gonna say chicken parm. <laughs> oh, all right. I I, I would say like beef jerky. I feel like. Without um, you associate so- with jeans. Yeah, I don't know why. I think just kind of like the texture of like what jeans look like and beef jerky, like have like a similar, like if you look at like blue jeans, like, I don't know, like I feel like the texture and the texture of beef jerky kind of looks similar. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, these jeans were kind of fancy jeans, so I would go All with right. like fancier food. So maybe like Ooh. sushi or salad or something. Like just, oh. All right. yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, because the jeans were so like kind of high couture type yeah at least the way they presented it or we could also say pair it with some mall food court options oh i like watching this movie really took me back to my working at the mall days i kind of missed it i'm about to go apply at old navy soon (laughs) or maybe some uh, german schnitzel and we'll talk about that later (laughs) as to why oh okay yeah (laughs) Uh, all right. So next question is from horror fan Ryan. Which horror squad merchandise would you want to become evil and attack people? I think it's time for a good killer pillow m- movie. Ooh, yeah. I fucking hope not. I'm the only one who owns the horror <laughs> squad pillows. So. Yeah. Um. God, that's a great question. I'm going to say one of the ones probably no one's bought yet. So uh, let's say a phone case. Killer, killer phone case. Oh, or a killer coffee mug um, where, like, when you pour your drink in, like, the toxins from the printout of the logo, like, oh. seep into the drink and kill you. That sounds frightening. Yes. That's not real, though. T Public, don't sue us, please. <laughs> um, what else do we got? What about the little tapestry that Joe has? It's yes, like it's so huge around. that it'll wrap it'll wrap around you and suffocate you and squeeze you and constrict you. I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like the idea of the coffee mug, and then a random, and always random, one of the squad members comes out through the coffee and forms, and then starts talking oh, to you. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Nice. Uh, what, what, what's the name? Like, Is it ter- El- like Terminator. Like, like Elmer, kind of oh, like yeah. a little thing that just pops out and, and starts shit talking. I love that. Yeah. Elmer. Yes. Yeah, that's from, from uh, uh, brain damage. Brain damage. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you meant. I thought you were talking about Fud Elmer. Elmer Fud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I I would I imagine that we would like come out of the coffee like like Terminator too like the you know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like the villain there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and in each our own way, we torture the person. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you everybody for the questions. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we can't do this segment without you. And actually speaking of coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, folks. Are you ready to get into some What Watched? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Sam, 
you and I watched a movie the other day. You want to talk about it? We did. Are you are you talking about Seance? I am. Oh, I thought you talked about it, kind of. No. Okay. So we watched a movie called Seance. Um, I guess let me pull it up because I don't really know. Okay. Seance. It's a 2021 release. And uh, this is what it's about. Camille Meadows is the new girl at the prestigious El Divine Academy for Girls. Soon after her arrival, six friends invite her to join them in a late night ritual, calling forth the spirit of a dead former student who reportedly haunts the halls. But before morning, one of the girls is dead, leaving the others wondering what they may have awakened. Um... So Joe started watching this and he got 20 minutes in and he stopped because he had a feeling that I would probably like this movie. He was talking it up as if it was kind of like a little, a pretty little liars kind of vibe. So we watched it and it was good. The kills were actually pretty good. Um, I don't regret watching it. I would recommend it if you're looking for just something to watch like at night or during the weekend. Definitely above a laundry movie. Um, what did you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, so this one is currently streaming over on Shudder, so you can check it out that way. Um, it is from the writer of Your Next. Uh, this is actually his directorial debut of the writer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so um, this one is interesting um, because it starts as a ghost you know, like seance movie, but then it completely takes like a 180 and turns it into a slasher movie, um, like out of nowhere. So like, it's very weird. Like it just like completely like, you know, flips, uh, flips on its head, flips you on its head there. And you're like, oh, all right. And we're in like a totally different movie now. Um, you know, it's very teenagery, uh, gave me like big nineties vibes throughout. Um, it, it's very lackluster for, for a while, but then like the third act goes like batshit crazy um, where it's just like gore on top of gore on top of gore. And you're like, Whoa, that's pretty dang cool. Um, overall it was, it was okay. You know, it's not gonna make my top 10 or anything like that, but uh, it's, it's a fine enough one time watch. So yeah, I'd give it a, a mild recommend. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, what would you guys give it out of 10? did i say joe i think i said like a seven yeah i think you said seven i'd give it a six okay decent scores so my first one this week is from 2020 and i found it over on tubi and i am reviewing it because of pride month so thank you mandy for the recommendation for this one it was actually on her top 10 of uh, 2020 so it is called bit in this one a um a woman is moves moves to los angeles to, uh, for the summer to kind of just party and do stuff and uh, hanging out with her brother who also lives there. And she comes across a woman at a bar that uh, she sleeps with and then starts falling for. But the woman's like, no, this is just a one night thing. And then all of a sudden, uh, the woman bites her and brings her into a group of female vampires whose goal is to feed and to um, breed other female vampires with the strict rule that they cannot... Uh, turn any males into vampires because uh, the vampire males tend to want to take over and everything like that. So they want to keep it to being strictly female uh, vampires. 
Um, and it's honestly a really good film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, main girl is transgender in real life and they barely mention it in the film. And I think that's an awesome thing because it, you don't need to mention it. You know, if it's not important to the story, then just let it be. Uh, there's only one line that mentions it in the entire movie. And that's because they have such a strict rule that it has to be females that they turn. She's like, did, did you notice a problem with me? And she's like, nope, never came. Like, it was never a problem. Like, I never had an inkling that you were male. You know, it's, you're 100% female. And I love that. And that's the only line. That, that's all you needed because mm -hmm. they're just people. You know, it's just, it's a woman. That's it. The end. So I, I really like that, that they had a good representation of what transgender people are actually like. Uh, also, a lot of the women in the movie are uh, lesbian, which, you know, and again, they don't, it's not overtly in your face. It's not uh, doing it to, you know, please men. It's really just, they're gay and that's it. They're, they don't make a big deal out of it or anything like that. Uh, the gore is actually pretty good. The kills are pretty good. Uh, I am not super into vampires movies anymore. I got to say that lately they haven't been great, but this is definitely one of the better ones. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff about it. There's twists and turns in the story that I really like. And uh, honestly, I would highly recommend it. I don't know if it would have made my top 10 of 2020, but it would have been close, I think. It would have been in my top 15, probably. So highly recommend it. That's bit over on Tubi. Cool. Nice. Alrighty, my first one tonight um, is a 2021 release called The Gin, uh, which is currently available VOD for... The small price of $6.99 for anyone that would like to check it out. Um, but the gin is about um, this um, mute boy who um, becomes trapped basically in his apartment. Um, his dad uh, is a, uh, a tr basically a tragedy happens, which you do find out throughout the movie where, um, you know, the mother has passed away. And um, the dad is now a single dad. They move into this new apartment. And he uh, has to go to work overnight. So he leaves um, his son in um, this apartment. And he finds a book um, that uh, has spells in it. And he uh, does this ritual to uh, basically he wants to be able to speak again. Uh, and you know, he does it by trying to, uh, invite the gin in to, uh, grant his wish. And the rest of the movie basically is the gin, um, trying to, uh, murder this boy. Uh, cause basically, uh, in order for your wish to be granted, you have to survive the night, um, with the gin wreaking havoc on you. Um, great premise. Unfortunately, not a great movie. Uh, it's just like, this movie was just so boring. Like to me, like, I mean, I'll give like, I'll give it mad props for the child actor. Like he, this movie is, is clearly low budget. Um, but like, it's like a very small cast. It's literally like three characters. Um, but this little boy is basically by himself for, you know, three quarters of the movie. And he, he does carry the movie pretty well, like for, you know, for a child actor. So I, I will give, um, the, the kid mad, mad credit for that, but god like for a movie about the gin like is they could have did so much better like it's just like so lackluster and then the ending is oh really bad like really fucking bad um so I, this was like a huge letdown for me i was i had high hopes for it um but you know what i seem to be in the minority because it's got pretty damn good rating 
Uh, so, uh, you know, go and check it out, form your own opinion. Maybe you'll like it more than I did, but for me, it, it, boring. That's like the one word that comes to mind for me. And, and you know me, like I love slow burn stuff, but this one just did not work for me. So I, this one, this is a skip one for me. Um, will it make my bottom through bottom though? It won't just based on, you know, the child actor alone. I, I thought he did a good job. And like, there is like a couple of like good you know, solid creepy parts sprinkled throughout. Um, I just wish the gin was like better uh, portrayed. Um, so yeah. Sam, you got another? Um, I don't think I do. If you would like, Sam, we concluded the mayor of Easttown. I know you had mentioned um, the first episode, so it's um, over now. It's over now, and I'm sad about it. <laughs> um. I don't know. What did you think of the, of the, the ending, I guess? Um, I think, it, I thought it was a great series. Um, like, you know, it's not horror, obviously it's more crime, crime. drama. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, great series. Well, super well acted throughout. So, um, and I, I like how it ended. Uh, it kept you guessing like throughout the entire yeah, series. It like it, I never had, like an idea of who like the killer was or like what, you know, they just kept giving you so many suspects. And like, when you think you have it figured out, they do something completely different. And that's like the perfect way for like one of these TV shows to go. Um, great characters throughout. And yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. I really enjoyed the show and it's limited. It's only, it was only like eight episodes like and done. So Yeah. And Kate Winslet's great in anything mm-hmm. she does. So, all right. So, and the Bruins just lost. Yeah, I saw that. Oh well, they got, I'm sure they'll come back. I hope so. Um, my team's winning. Just FYI. <laughs> no, it's they're they're not. It's two to two now. Oh damn it! God damn it! It must have just happened. Uh, all right. Uh, my last one this week is over on Tubi from 2003. I wanted to watch something absolutely fucking ridiculous, and I this one came like went on my list i'm like oh shit this is exactly what i was looking for it's called rectuma so 2003 on tubi this one a uh, guy and his wife that absolutely hates him go on a trip to mexico and a bullfrog or some kind of like fancy some kind of frog bites him on the ass and his ass starts uh, acting weird like it's starting to hurt and stuff so he goes to see uh, this like crazy doctor who investigates it in a really weird way and brings him to another doctor who puts these like glowing rods into his butt to uh, fix it and the rod breaks into his ass and he's like okay well as long as you rinse it out with salt water then you should be fine but he forgets to rinse it out with salt water so his ass starts separating from his body and goes on a murder spree uh, killing people and he it, it goes on a lookout to find his ass because he needs his ass back. So his ass eventually comes back and attaches back to him, but then it starts hurting even more. It detaches again, and then it starts growing, and it grows to the size of Godzilla and attacks Los Angeles <laughs> and goes on this murderous killing spree. So they get a, bu- a bunch of uh, jihadists from Afghanistan to uh, suicide bomb <laughs> the giant ass and the guy's pissed off about it because he needs an ass and 
anyway a bunch wow. of other stuff happens yeah it's, it's the it's the best thing i've heard on what watch out yet yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so obviously this is a super low budget film uh the effects are obviously done on some guy's fucking computer uh but they're not like the worst i've ever seen you know i've seen some much worse films for such an indie uh, film there are a ton of film mistakes though there's a scene where the guy's finger is in front of the camera like you know when you take a picture and you see like part of your finger because you're in the frame well there's one shot where you can see fucking like side of the finger on the side of the screen i like went back and paused it to make sure i did see it and yeah sure enough uh you see like people in like the crew once in a while uh continuity is just like out the out the window like just you know he has his glasses on it's off it's on it's off <laughs> like just, how fun yeah yeah it's, it's it's crazy uh there's this random thing throughout the movie where these two girls like sing kind of what's happening so instead of having like a narrator it's these two girls that are green screened into different objects like in a porta potty or in a urinal or in the shower and it's just these two girls in a red dress and they sing like what's happening uh, between each scene the movie's like really fucking weird what is this uh, movie called rectuma oh okay <laughs> uh, there's one joke though in it that was legitimately gross that i really wish they cut out uh just it you know just a really really bad joke uh, with the doctor and once if you ever watch it and i don't recommend it but if you ever watch it you'll know what i'm talking about which really made me feel uncomfortable almost made me turn it off but other than that, the rest is all just toilet humor and stuff like that. So if you like this kind of film, watch it. If not, uh, this is not uh, a good film by any stretch. So Rectuma 2003 on Tubi, and I gave it a 3 out of 10 because it was still memorable. And some of the scenes kind of made me laugh out loud. So it gets a few points for that. All right. Well, I think that's a great way to end what well, watch. That might be a great way to end our <laughs> podcast. <later. laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's head into some horror news this week. Obviously, without Todd this week, we are going to forego uh, trivia, although I think all of us would like to keep going with trivia so Todd, you know, can fall behind a little bit. Yeah, we're uh, three tied numbers. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, totally. So uh, thank you to uh, anyone who may have sent trivia questions this week. I know Kayla sent me some trivia questions, so I'll be using those next week, Kayla. All right, so let's do it. Horror news, ladies and gentlemen, and let's start right off with the big news that we just got actually today of the day we are recording this podcast. As Rob Zombie, of course, it had been rumored. We had reported on it before on this show, but it is now officially official as Rob Zombie today on his Instagram has announced that he will be directing the Monsters movie. Uh, so he said... Um, Basically, he said, attention, boils and ghouls. The rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years, The Monsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. Um, that's really it. Um, of course, as earlier reported, Sherry Moon Zombie and Jeff Daniel Phillips will be playing Lily and Herman Monster with, of course, all of Zombie's other, you know, regulars richard brake dan robach jorge garcia and the one and only elvira cast uh in this upcoming monsters re uh, movie so officially official now we will see we will keep you guys updated as things progress 
the horror community today has been very opinionated on this from what I've seen. Sam, I see you shaking You know what? It pisses me (laughs) off though. Like, and I was just scrolling in Joe's Facebook group, Joe's House of Horror, check it out. Like literally everyone is bitching about him casting his wife. It's like, this is why he does what he does so he can do it the way that he, I'm about to get pissed. This is why he does the things that he does the way that he does them so he can do this. Like, damn, what are you fucking doing? If you were able to produce a movie, direct, and all of this shit, I'm pissed. You would be hiring your fucking crew, your friends and family. What does it matter? Like, we get it. You don't like Rob Zombie. You shit on him on everything that he does. Get over it. Like, he ain't worried about you, fools. Oh, it's so annoying. That's my rant. That's my horror rant. I have to say I agree. It's so annoying. With like the get people a- in Joe's group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not very opinionated. In, not even just in Joe's group. I mean, it seems like it's every, every it's everyone. Yeah. I just saw it, so it made me. But I was even telling Joe, I'm like, I don't know if I was able to like if I was Rob Zombie I would be like Steve I'm bringing you on for this Todd I'm like I would bring up my friends and my family and if he enjoys working with them like shit we don't know why I mean I don't know maybe he enjoys working with them maybe they don't get no work so he's like shit I gotta make a movie for you guys so you can get paid like (laughs) he's putting here's the example I'll give you Sam like I don't disagree with you on one side but I mean, because, I get it what they're saying. I yeah, do get it, but enough is it's, enough. Because it's like a job, right? Uh, let's say you own a house and you hire a company to do certain functions in your house. And you're like, okay, I need someone to do my plumbing. Great. I got my wife. She's great at it. I'll send my wife over. Okay. I need someone to cater my next, uh, you know, bar mitzvah. Okay. Perfect. My wife does that. I'll mm-hmm. send my wife. All right. I need someone to uh, fix my car. Got my wife. I'll say, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's like, I feel he should be hiring the best people for the job, not just finding roles for his wife. Yeah, and that's where I think people have an issue with it. It's just some of these roles, I feel she doesn't fit in. And this one, I don't know, like, it's just, I'll watch it because, you know, I'm a horror fan. And it is what it no, is. It's just, I completely... I, yeah, that's my issue with it. I completely agree. Like there am I saying she's I'm guys, I've never I've never said she's going to do an amazing job. Like she's the one for this role. I've never said that. But I'm like if he's always going to hire her, he always has. So it's like stop acting like this is the first time that he's like, "Oh, my wife's going to be in my movie." That's all. Yeah, and it's yeah. also because it's a it's a known property, you know, like and I, I think, I don't know if I used this example before, but I'm a big fan of a Marvel character called Galactus. Okay, like I'm a huge fan. I have a ton of stuff of him. And when they did a movie where he was going to be represented, I knew like, this is finally my chance to see Galactus on the big screen. And I was super excited about it for like years. Uh, and I feel people are the same with the monsters, right? There hasn't been a monsters anything for the last, what, 30 years? Like was the last time the monsters had anything. So this is their shot. And they ruined Galactus. He became a cloud. He's supposed to be a person. Whole fucking story. And because of that, I haven't seen him on the screen for the last 20 years because mm-hmm. they ruined him. So if you're a Monsters fan and he ruins this, we might not see another Monsters property for another 20, 25 years. So I Look get why f- people would be pissed off about it. Look at the Fantastic Four. That, yeah, mean, that's that's where yeah. it's from, right? And that's... Right, yeah. And 
I could see it on that angle. So if you want to, if he wants to hire his wife, at least make it original. Pro- like, uh, like she's great in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects because it was a role written for her. You know, that's like, and that's why she excels, I think, in that mm-hmm. role. Whereas yep. this is taking a known property with already a fan base. Maybe they're older now, but a fan base nonetheless. And that's where I can see the issue, but I'm willing to give it a chance because. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Sorry for getting so pissed, but I'm just <laughs> saying like, you guys know this is what he does. Right. Yeah. It would have been great if this was the project that he would have been like, Oh, psych bitches. I'm not doing what you fucking think I'm doing. Like, this is what it's going to be jokes on you, but he didn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just have other things to worry about. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I do completely get it, but I'm just like, why spend time bashing? I don't know. I'm spending time bashing on the people that are bashing on him. So <laughs> joke's on me, apparently. Uh, so I'm not a Sherry Moon hater. Like, you know, I think she's fine. Like she's, you know, I think she's good as like a side character or a side actress. It's when you put her into the main role is when problems start to happen. Cause she's not like a, you know, she's an okay actress, but she's, let's be honest. She's not like an amazing like actress that is going to uh, bring like a bad film and make it into a good film, which great actresses can do. They can completely change a movie. Um, I, I think that is people's frustration with her being cast as Lily for sure. And then I think the other frustration is, is, and this isn't like really a knock on zombie per se. It's just what he does is he's a one trick pony. Like he, his movies are all very similar, which is why I think people loved House with Austin Corpses when the first time they saw it because he had never done anything before. So no one knew. But once you start seeing, you know, the next movie, the next movie, the next movie, and they're all very similar uh, in their style. So people know what they're going to get here. And I, I think that's why, Certain horror fans, of course, are starting to, you know, are really opinionated and strong on this one. I will say uh, this one, I'm sure, is going to have studio backing, which the last few movies of his did not. And I'm hoping that the studio will be able to rope him in a little bit and, you know, make some decisions. I'm kind of surprised he's going for this because I know he hated working with the studios during Halloween um, and he was very opinionated about that. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, I have hope for it. I do. I, I think it could potentially be a fun movie. I just hope that he doesn't turn it into like a complete horror movie and, you know, it stays somewhat true to, you know, the, um, you know, character of the original series, but we shall see. <laughs> we'll see. And uh, yes. uh, Last thing I want to say about it. I don't think this is a Rob Zombie problem. I think this is a studio problem. Because like you said, you know what you're getting into when you're hiring Rob Zombie. So, right. you know, and that's, I think that's on the studio. You know, I think Rob Zombie can make amazing films because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I don't know if this is the project that I would have hired. But again, who, who knows? Like maybe he'll be amazing. You know, some people have surprised me in the past. You know, you, and I'll take as an actor, Heath Ledger as the Joker. When he first got a cast, everyone's like, pfft come on, this guy, like from The Night's Tale and uh, 10 Things I Know About You or whatever the movie is, that's going to be, that's a horrible casting choice. You know, it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. with who he is, the type of movies he's made. And then he turns in one of the best performances in history. You know, who knows? You know, so I'll definitely watch it. I'm very curious where, where he takes this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same. And we'll, we'll see it very soon. I, I'm assuming it'll come out sometime maybe next year or something. I know rumor has it that filming has already started. Um, really? that's the rumor supposedly it started filming in may um in budapest i believe it was 
um, unconfirmed, obviously. But uh, now that he's officially confirming that he's making it, maybe that is true. Maybe they're trying to keep it under wraps and whatnot, trying to keep leaks from coming out and whatnot from, from uh, you know, paparazzi and whatnot. But uh, we shall see. We'll keep you guys up to date for sure. All right, next bit of news here is another movie, which is now officially underway in filming the new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, director Lee Cronin, um, who horror fans might know for doing The Hole in the Ground, which if you have not seen it, great little indie horror movie that uh, came out a couple years ago. Um, recommend checking out if you haven't. Uh, but he uh, posted uh, his first picture on the set there over on his Twitter uh, of the very first slate for the new movie, Evil Dead Rise. Um, so we will be getting that very soon uh, of course bruce campbell will not be back for this but it will be uh, a continuation of the evil dead um series maybe we might have a campbell cameo or something like that in it um but yeah I, I, i'm excited for this uh it's, i'm excited to see uh, an evil dead movie and you know i would have personally liked to have seen uh maybe a sequel from the remake um but uh this is the next best thing and it seems like it's going to be in good hands here so We'll keep you up to date on that as well. Yeah, I, I right. agree. I'm excited about it. You know, like, again, I thought the remake would suck. And then when I went to see it, I was like, damn, that new remake is awesome. So, yeah, I'm uh, very curious as to what they do with it. Definitely. All right. I just wanted to throw this bit of news in here uh, before uh, we go on to the next one. Uh, even though you guys won't be able to watch it, uh, the Sci-Fi Network just did a Pride of Chucky marathon in order in honor of uh, Gay Pride Month. Um, they filmed all of the Chucky movies, of course, the Chucky franchise created by Don Mancini, who uh, is, is gay himself. And of course, you have Glenn in there, who uh, is a... Uh, what, what, what is what is Glenn exactly? Is he? I, I'd say he's like non-binary kind of, right? Yeah, like a non-binary character. Yeah. Uh, there, so yeah, so Chucky, um, of course, has a lot of um, relevance in the LBGTQ community. So maybe you know, even though you missed it, go have your own little uh, Chucky marathon in in order to celebrate Pride Month. All right, next bit of news here is Steve. I know you're the big fan of Halloween Horror Nights. Well, maybe you want to head over to SeaWorld as SeaWorld now is jumping in on the uh, horror experience during Halloween with their very own Howl-O-Scream event coming to SeaWorld. They are calling this an aquatic horror experience. They're going to be doing it uh, for 27 nights during the month of uh, October. Uh, so uh, here is their official press release. A new terror has surfaced and there's nowhere to hide. Howl of Scream has washed ashore at SeaWorld Orlando. And this time, the fear is everywhere. Evade angry haunts as they rampage through scare zones. Seek shelter indoors only to find you've entered a house of horrors. Deepen the thrill with a nightmare coaster ride. Quench your thirst for fear at a fiendishly interactive bar. Feel the monstrous electricity of a live show above all eyes. All, above all try to resist the haunting song of the one who has emerged from the lake uh this will be running howl scream will be running from september 10th to october 31st steve are you gonna go check this out or are you just avoiding sea world uh, avoiding sea world i think they're a okay. horror show 
365. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's SeaWorld. They don't treat their animals well, and that is like a yeah. big yeah. fucking no-no to me. Um, yes, please do not support them. Like, talk about fucking horror with how they treat their poor animals. Like, do not support them. I thought I was going to be the only one, like, getting <laughs> agitated, but I was trying to bite my tongue. Yeah, so I'm well, glad Steve let off with that. Yeah, m- m- most definitely not. Like, I-, I know, and some people might say that, but Disney World has animals as well. They have Animal Kingdom, and they have uh, marine life at Epcot. But I've seen, like, a lot of stuff. They take care of their animals, like, seriously. Like, really, really. Uh, they have uh, shows on Disney Plus that show, like, how much care they go into their animals, you know. SeaWorld, not the case. Like, they do. It's all about entertainment for them. It has nothing to do with the care of the animals. So I would, I would say to people, skip that one. Go to Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights is an established franchise, 30 years anyway. So that's probably where you are. Right. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no no shock that they've seen the success and are doing their own thing. And Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone wants a piece of that pie, right? And yeah, SeaWorld totally. is particularly, like, always trying to follow the other parks. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, in very exciting news, what we do in the shadows season three has been announced for their return as season three will be premiering on Thursday, September 2nd. <gasps> Finally September 2nd. airing during the fall season. That's what I'm talking yes. about. I feel like it's going to even gain more of a following that it already has just because of the window frame that it's airing. Yeah. I really hope they do con soon. Like I, I would love that. Um, but yeah, so the first two episodes of the season will be, will premiere on that night, uh, and we'll be getting ten episodes in total. Um, they also rele- uh, released a little plot synopsis of season three. Um, Steve, are you caught up? Yeah, I'm definitely caught up. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I'll read this plot synopsis. Uh, So after the shocking season two finale, we find the housemates in a panic about what to do with Guillermo after discovering that he is a vampire killer. Uh, This season, the vampires are elevated to a new level of power and will encounter the vampire from which all vampires have descended. Attempting siren, gargoyles, werewolf kickball, Atlantic City casinos, wellness cults, ex-girlfriends, gyms, and supernatural curiosities galore. Plus, Colin Robinson is turning 100, and Nandor, faced (laughs) with his own eternal life crisis, tries to inject his life with more meaning. We will find, will he find love or is he destined to be an immortal bachelor with 37 ex-wives? So uh, definitely uh, be tuned in. Uh, it's just an amazing, all three of us, I know Todd uh, too, all four of us absolutely love that show and could not recommend it enough. So if you haven't yet, get on it. I actually think that that should be our next season review. So oh, yeah. we should write down our thoughts after each episode. And at the end, uh, once the 10 episodes are aired, do an episode going down that show yeah. because yeah i think that'd be a really fun one to cover absolutely yeah that's a great idea all righty next bit of news here is a little bit of update on american horror story as of course we got a couple new things coming a whole new season plus the anthology series that is going to be coming out uh so uh to start off the anthology series american horror stories is going to be premiering exclusively on fx on hulu so if you you know a little confusing there you got two different networks there but uh basically it is going to be premiering on uh hulu uh july 15th the first two episodes will premiere on there and then uh 
American Horror Story season 10 will be premiering August 25th. So July 15th, August 25th, the two important dates there for the two different American Horror Stories. Um, and yeah, so Murphy uh, explained uh, the spinoff series. Uh, we are doing uh, one hour standalone episodes delving into horror myths, legends, and lore. Many will feature American Horror Story stars you know and love. And then, of course, uh, season 10 uh, is going to be uh, aquatic-based. They're still kind of keeping that under wraps, uh, what exactly we are getting with that. But, of course, a great cast for season 10 of Evan Peters, Kathy Bates, Billy Lord, um, Lily Rabe, and Macaulay Culkin, of all people. So uh, that uh, I want to watch it for that alone, just to see like what Macaulay Culkin does in this season 10. Um, and the fact that they filmed it here in Massachusetts. So... Um, yeah, Sam, you excited for that? I know you're like the biggest, probably the biggest American Horror Story fan out of all of us. Um, okay, so there's gonna be one that's the normal, yes, new season of American Horror Story, and then the other Correct. one is just they're doing legends. It's going to be, um, Creep Show, like think Creep Show, uh, like on Shutter. Like, do it's we gonna know be who's gonna be based. on the season, like the classic American Horror Story? Yes. Um, Who? Evan is that Pe the one Macaulay? Yes. Okay. Evan um, Peters, Macaulay Culkin, Lily Rabe. I'm excited. All right. Um, <laughs> I I, th I thought I had heard um, what's her face is coming back for it too. There, the not Emma Roberts. No, the big Angela, actress. Um, what was her name? No, no, no. The uh, other one there. Oh. The oh one that's yeah. In all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the one that was the two heads. Yes. Oh, no, not Paulson. Jessica Lang. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Sarah Paulson, I think she's yeah. coming back for this too. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll be watching. That's yeah. for sure. And, and just the reason it's on FX as well is uh, there's no Hulu outside of the US. So it's on FX in other countries, which is great for me because that means I get to watch on Disney Plus, which is so weird to watch uh, what we do in the shadows and yeah. uh, an American Horror Story on Disney Plus. But what a time to live in. But yeah, yeah I, I can't wait to watch three good episodes and then seven mediocre. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here, uh, I, I guess, are you guys more excited for the anthology based series or are you more excited for season, season 10? Anthology for me because Anthologies. it they always just blow it with the, with the series. It's just, it's yeah. always it's the same song and dance and it has been for years. So, yeah, I think the anthology could be fun. Okay. Yeah, I have hopes, higher hopes for the anthology, but I feel like it's good. they're both going to kind of fall short and be on the same um, level, but I'm, I'm excited to check it out. All right. All right. Well, here's actually a bit of big news um, that I haven't heard a lot, as many people talking about as I thought I would. But Hulu has just acquired the rights for the upcoming Hellraiser remake, um, which I haven't heard like a lot of people talking about this. I feel like this should be like bigger news. Um, but basically, the movie uh, has already been made um, and it is going to be coming. I, I'm not seeing a release date here yet for it. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, keep up to date on that. Uh, we'll update you as much as we can. There's also a Hellraiser TV series in the works over at HBO with, of course, Halloween director David Gordon Green, who is going. He's going to be directing the pilot of that, and also uh, other episodes as well as Michael Doherty, 
uh, writing as well and Clive Barker attached to it. So I think that is definitely more of the exciting one with all those names attached for that HBO series. Um, but, you know, we'll see what this Hellraiser remake coming to Hulu is going to do too. The fact that it's on Hulu kind of lowers my expectations rather than getting a, a, you know, a theater release or something, but we'll see. And... Oh yeah, this is something uh, we're talking. Actually, we're talking about covering this on the show. Uh, so I I wanted to mention this as uh, Netflix has announced the trilogy event of R.L. Stein's Fear Street. Uh, three weeks, one killer story. Uh, so basically, of course, you know you guys know R.L. Stein's famous Fear Street series. Which did anyone read them? Steve, you might have been a little older for those I yeah don't know. no goosebumps yeah. were my time but okay. uh fear street i was a little too old there okay i know sam was a big fear street reader uh but yeah so basically they've announced shockingly they're doing three r-rated version movies which like Ooh. i'm like whoa when i heard that i was like whoa because like i was figuring pg-13 horror like all the way but rl stein came out and said nope these are going to be like legit r-rated horror movies um so basically here's what we're getting uh fear street part one is going to be is titled 1994 it will be premiering july 2nd on netflix so in 1994 in the aftermath of a brutal tragedy in shady side ohio a group of teens discovered that a series of horrifying events that have plagued their town over many years might not be random and that they may be the next victims uh, and then Fear Street Part 2, titled 1978, will be premiering the next week on July 9th. So in 1978, Camp Nightwing is divided by the campers by the campers and counselors who hail from the prosperous town of Sunnyvale and the campers and maintenance staffs from the downtrodden town of Shadyside. But when horrors from their town's shared history come alive, they must band together to solve a ter- terrifying mystery before it's too late. Uh, and then that actually the that one stars Sadie Sink from uh, Stranger Things uh, fame, oh. and then yeah, and then uh, Fair Street Part Three is titled 1666, which will be premiering on July 16th. Uh, so this one is in 1666, a colonial town is gripped by his, a hysterical witch hunt that has deadly consequences for centuries to come. And it's up to teenagers in 1994 to try and finally put an end to their town's curse before it's too late. So this sounds like it is going to be very fun, uh, hopefully. Uh, And yeah, we are going to be covering all three movies in one episode once, you know, that trilogy ends. So keep an eye on for that uh, at the end of July. Very excited for this. Me too. Like I I like R.L. Stein, Uh, even though I haven't read those particular books just the fact that it's an Arl Stein like series with r-rated i think it, it could be fantastic so i'm hoping uh it'll be great mm-hmm. all right and uh to end the uh new segment this week just wanted to do a little um r.i.p segment to uh actually a few horror actors and directors we've lost over the past few weeks um the first one being robert hall um who we lost um he was a special effects makeup artist who uh, and director uh he's best known for directing of course the late to rest uh movies uh as well as fear uh fear clinic and also uh teen wolf so uh rest in peace uh to him lost him way too uh young uh 
Also, a rest in peace to uh, Sleepaway Camp actress Desiree Gould, who, of course, played uh, Aunt Martha in the Sleepaway Camp series. Um, So rest in peace to her. And finally, we lost um, a legend in uh, Clarence Williams III. Uh, He passed away uh, this week. Um, Best known to horror fans, of course for tales from the hood, but you might know him from the mod squad and several other things as well. So, um, you know, three great, um, you know, actors, directors in the world of horror. So rest in peace, uh, to all three of them. All right, Steve, are you ready to, um, talk some slacks? I am ready. And Sam. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is a, uh, 2021 film called slacks. When a possessed pair of jeans begins to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store, it is up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk, to stop its bloody rampage. So this story is about a girl named Libby who uh, starts a new job at this trendy uh, store that sells these fancy jeans. And they're about to have a Monday Madness, which kind of like a Black Friday type uh, event where they're uh, not only going to have a giant sale, but they're going to unveil their new line of trendy jeans uh, which brings in the owner of the chain to present the jeans and it's a big deal to them and so she goes there on her first day and she starts working and everything and the company is like super weird and like like almost like the way you picture a corporate company to work like a kind of um, cliche story of how corporate uh, companies work like that uh, so anyway so they they start working on setting up the store for the new unveiling and these uh, specific genes that are kept in a vault until the release of Monday Madness start uh, acting weird and coming to life and attacking people. And then people who work at the store as they're working on setting up the new line start to disappear and then eventually they're found dead and a bunch of stuff happens and then it becomes a story about the workers versus these killer genes. So Sam, I'm curious, what do you think of this movie? Um, so it was actually pretty fun, I thought. Um, what can I say about the slacks that are going after people killing them? I thought they were kind of cute, not gonna lie. Um, the store kind of reminded me of like a mixture between The Gap, Old Navy, what else? Just those two, really. Um, But as I mentioned before, it took me back to my mall working days. I felt like the characters were pretty spot on. Um, That poor girl, she was so young and really looking forward to starting a job at this place because she thought she was really making, what's the saying? Make a difference today for tomorrow? That's right. right. Make a change? I don't know. Um, But yeah, I, I liked it. I don't. I don't hate myself for watching it. Some of the kills were cool. So at first, I feel like the kills gradually get better. Um, some of them were off screen, I think, and I missed one. And then I kind of fell asleep at the end. But that was just because I was tired. Nothing against the movie. Um, but it was fun. It was entertaining. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, when you get into a movie called Slacks, I, my expectations already are not like very high. I'm just like, you know, as long as it's like a fun run, like fun ride, I'll, you know, I'll have a good time with it. Like just like Killer Sofa and Rubber and stuff like that. So 
Um, and you know what? I was pleasantly surprised with this one because, like, for such like a outrageous um, premise, like this movie is like handled so well. Like, props to like the director, the right. I, I don't know if the director wrote this as well, but you know, the writer, directors, everybody involved, like, it's just handled so like perfect like seriously but like not like too seriously like and it has like a lot to say too about the fashion industry and just like people in general um so like it's just like such like a it has a lot of layers for a movie about killer jeans like which is who who would have thunk it but like it's just like it's a really good movie actually like it's really well acted too for like a you know like in a little indie low budget movie like this um, and for a movie that basically takes place in one location the entire time, like it, it never really feels like a super small movie to me. Like, it's like, they keep it like entertaining and at an hour and a little under an hour and 15 minutes, like it's like the perfect length too. like, it didn't need to be any longer than this. And I I'm like a big, uh, advocate for more movies like this, where you're not padding on that runtime. It's like, you know don't there's no need for filler to make it an hour and a half movie just if you got an hour and 15 minute movie that's what that's what you get you know like you don't need to it doesn't need to be an hour and a half for it to be considered like a feature length movie you know um and host was a great example of that too um so you know please you know army of the dead i know you know you love your two and a half two an hour and 45 minute movies but you know it's nice to sit down for a while and know you're only getting into an hour and a 15 minute movie here um so yeah, I mean it's a lot of fun. The, you know, the the jeans were awesome. Like the kills the jeans did were great. Um, and then you know we'll get into it. But you know once you find out kind of like why these jeans are on a rampage, it gets really deep. Honestly. Yeah. Um. I thought the movie was okay. <laughs> like I wasn't like super into it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um. I think there's a lot of interesting things happening in the movie. Uh, it played the stereotypes of people who work at retail stores really well. You know, you have the employee who thinks they're too cool for everyone. You have the employee who's like the overzealous manager and uh, the one who like slacks off. And it's just like, they do a good job of representing um, the retail industry and kind of make, poking fun at it. Um, it did feel like, despite all being in one location, uh, like in one building that, you didn't really care, you know, it was, it was kind of cool that, you know, it's not like you were like, oh, I wish they got out of this building, you know, because they, they only do really a little bit at the beginning and at the end, but uh, yeah, so so that wasn't a big deal. Uh, funny about the length though, so I, I also super appreciate a movie that if it's only 70 minutes and good, that's all that you need, but to me it felt long, like even though it was only 70 minutes, I just, I felt like it took forever, like I, I almost feel like Army of the Dead didn't feel as long as this one, even though it was like an hour more. Um, I don't know. That's just the way I felt. I mean, my, my wife fell asleep because she she's like, man, this movie's taking forever. Uh, it does take a little bit of time for it to get going. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. But once the genes really start kind of attacking people, it's a little bit better. I do have some issues where I feel that it could have been gorier uh, in some in some parts. Like some characters I wish got their comeuppance a little bit harder than what they ended up getting. One in particular, which I was disappointed that they didn't go where I thought they would go with it. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get to the more spoilery part of it. But overall, I mean, when you come up with these inanimate object uh, horror movies, you can go in with high expectations and I didn't have high expectations. So you get exactly kind of what you're asking for when you're watching this. Yeah. 
Did you recognize any familiar faces in this movie? Um, one of them. I remember looking her up, but I don't remember from what or from where. But yeah, there's one person that I remember thinking I've seen her somewhere. But so there, there you was one. Give them per- a clue, Joe. I was like, there was one person I recognized right away, and I was like, oh, Sam, that's the guy. It was a guy actually, and he plays um, not the the store manager but he plays kind of like the ceo guy um who you may have recognized from a little movie called it 2017 oh, right. yeah he plays uh the creepy uh dad beverly marsh's dad um right. so i thought that was that was kind of cool to see a, a familiar face like him in there but uh yeah i mean uh you know what were your main issues with it steve i guess uh one i thought some of the kills could have been better um yeah particularly so they have an influencer come in to ah, yeah. do the opening <laughs> of the store which is a whole thing like i'm happy for people who can do that as a side business but some people take that way too far and become way too into their own heads um and they represented that well but i was really hoping she was going to get it like really badly so uh at one point the jeans get around her neck and then hang her and i thought okay that's cool but i wanted to see her head rip off <laughs> like, yeah maybe no, i'm just no, getting yeah. sick because i'm a no, horror yeah. fan but you know if you're gonna go into a movie that's ridiculous they should the kill should be ridiculous mm-hmm. and just hanging her i thought yeah. wasn't a great way to dispose of such an annoying character that they were building up for a while you know it's uh because they're building up to this influencing coming to the store so that was an issue uh sam mentioned it quickly uh some of the kills are off are off screen and mm-hmm. that sucks like in a movie like this like i get it's probably a budgetary reasons yeah but there's ways to do killings really cheaply that I've seen in other indie films uh, and you get the satisfaction at least seeing something. So that was a bummer too. And then it felt long. That was another, even though it was 70 minutes, uh, it felt long. I actually kind of agree with you, even though I did say like, yeah, okay, I appreciate the runtime. I I do agree with you. It did feel a little long, like at times, like I remember at one point, like, I like hit the time and we were at like 40 minutes in. I was like, Oh man, I thought we were like at an hour, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, it does like at times the pacing, I guess could have been uh, a little better to there. Um, I did like, like for the most part, like all of like the, the characters, they were all kind of, you know, had their own thing going. I really enjoyed the main character, the the girl there. I, I really like, you know, thought she was like, I connected with her. Like I was kind of rooting for her um, throughout um, but it, it's just like a really good example of like retail and just like people in general and just how like vapid people can be like, especially in like the fashion industry and, um, stuff like that. And I mean, obviously directors, you know, going for that. And then we get this like, you know, massive reveal, um, which, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to get into anything else before I get into this big reveal here. Do you have anything, Sam, in the rest of the movie that you want to discuss before? Um, no, I was just going to touch on agreeing with you guys about, like, um, looking back, like, oh, it's only 70 minutes. I was like, thank goodness, because I feel like it didn't need to be long. But yeah, when Joe, like, was looking to see how much time it was left, it was like 15 minutes, I think maybe 30 I don't know but I was like when is this over with um but it's like I don't mind if the movies are shorter like you don't need to make it three hours to make it worth my money just make it good get to the point do what you need to do and call it a day yeah and the other thing the one thing I did want to mention is that and something that bothers me in movies in general uh, especially horror is I find Libby 
was kind of brushing things off like a little too easily. Yeah. So yeah. she sees a dead body. Right. And the, the boss is like, it's not a problem. She's like, okay, I'll go back to folding pants. Like, right. really? That's not how yeah. a regular person would react in this situation. Mm-hmm. So things like that are kind of make kind of take me out of the movie a little bit. It, a lot of things were a little too convenient. Yeah. Uh, although I did like that the pants, you know, despite being killer pants, uh, killer slacks, do clean up after themselves. And I <laughs> yes. That. So that was, I was awesome. I was, ha- I was happy that they put the time to at least put that in to explain why there isn't blood fucking everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was cool. Also, I'll add on to Steve talking about the main character not reacting with the bodies coming across her path. Okay, but let's talk about how she didn't react when she had to buy the shirt to work there. And he's like, that's going to be $125 for a fucking baseball tee that costs $9. And she just gives over her cart and she's like, employee discount? No, doesn't start until tomorrow. Okay, I'll use it next time. I'm like, what? So that's why you didn't get a reaction with the bodies. Yeah, I the cleaning up with the blood the, by the jeans was just yeah that was chef chef's kiss to me. Like I loved that. Um, the my uh, big issue I had was with the the store manager guy. Like I thought he was a little too like over the top. Much, yeah. uh, I was like I was like yeah okay he's supposed to be the villain, but like it's a little too much for just like a normal guy to like uh, even like I feel like he would like have some sort of like like reaction yeah. or like conscience but, or something like that but. but speaking of the villain i i really thought the ultimate villain would end up being kind of the owner that yeah. they make a big point yeah and he being disappears like super rare. yeah yeah and he just leaves and then yeah. gone you like you never why, see him, why yeah. even bother if yeah. he's not going to really be part of this story uh that was i thought odd because yeah, was, they, that they was wasted him. you're right yeah because they set him up as being this mm-hmm. big deal that people have like never met him and he's going to that branch and that's a huge like honor. And and then he mm-hmm. shows up, has a corporate speech and then leaves and you never see him again. Or right. they never even talk about him again. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this whole movie is like set up for, you know, you have this company that, which you see like in real life all the time, you know, oh, we like use like, uh, you know, cruelty free yeah. organic <laughs> right. products and all, you know, we, we, we pay our workers fair wages in you know third world countries and all this you know and you, you do see that like all the time now it's like a big thing and you know we then we get into this reveal of where these genes originated from and where they came from and why they're killing people basically and what we come to find out is um this company wasn't as uh good as we thought they are obviously um and basically what they were doing is they were using child labor um in i mean is this uh, it was in canada right it said like canadian well, the, 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 the company's called uh okay canadian, canadian cotton company right right CC, the so, ccc <laughs> right but so they were using um south child american labor in, uh it was it india or was it south, no, south it's, america it's one of the two i don't remember okay but no well, in another country yeah i mean i totally uh, unimportant for the most part um but basically they're using child labor in a in another country um and basically this 13 year old girl who was uh, in the cotton fields, of course, for, you know, these, uh, this company where they're growing apparently, or, uh, was it, uh, <laughs> fake like seeds or something like that? Yeah. It had to or, be India because of the music thing. Right. So they're growing like these, uh, artificial seeds too, to do with the cotton, which I guess is why these genes can shrink down into your, to fit your form supposedly. 
Um, but basically this girl out picking the cotton field, she goes to put the cotton into this machine, uh, and her scarf, uh, gets caught and she gets sucked into the machine and is, is killed, uh, tragically in this machine. And basically it's her ghost is basically haunting, uh, these genes, uh, and you get multiple genes, you know, uh, it starts off as one pair of genes, but her spirit has basically transferred into all 175 pairs of these killer genes, uh, in the store. And basically it's a tale of complete revenge of her being basically wronged, uh, you know, by this company, you know, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, what, what did you guys think of this, uh, twist, I guess that we get, I thought it was stupid. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I, I know, I, I appreciate what they were going for. The child labor is bad, but she wasn't murdered. She was in an accident right now. Of course he shouldn't have been put in that position to begin with. I, I get that. But is that reason to kill everyone? Uh, because not only does she kill the people in the store, she kills all the customers too. Is that a justifiable, uh, like reaction to, you know, getting killed in an accident by a company? I don't know. Like, maybe if she just killed the employees, that would have been one thing. But by killing everyone, I think that was kind of a whole other thing. Uh, so to me, that particular... And we, we also didn't mention it, but the the reason they figured that out is because one of the employees listens to Bollywood music and the genes start dancing to it. So they deducted from that that, oh, it must be <laughs> this Indian girl. <laughs> like which is super weird, but right. Well, when we get like a scene, which I I actually enjoyed this scene where the jeans go on a mannequin and like the mannequin is like walking and it uh, takes the blood and it makes, uh, I don't even know what you call it uh, on the forehead there, like the dot in the middle of the forehead. Um, And then uh, the mannequin starts in blood writing uh, in, uh, hindu is it hindu hindi yeah. uh, on the wall um and that's like how they kind of decipher it too i guess right uh, i mean I, I didn't hate it personally i i thought it was like you know it was something different like i felt like it added a layer to the story uh of like why the genes are doing what they're doing and you know at least there's like a message there i guess i mean maybe for a movie like this it's you know it should have been more of just like a killer sofa thing where it's just goofy and stuff. But I'm kind of like, I was kind of glad they went like in a different direction because we have so many movies like that where like, you know, killer sofa and robber and stuff where, you know, if you want to watch a movie like that, you can, but at least like this one had like this message to it. So I I was on board with it. Like I I actually enjoyed it. Sam, what'd you think? About what? Slacks the movie we're reviewing. I've already, t- I've already said all of it. Uh, that, no, but the the no, little but... girl killer. St- um, story. I'm with Steve. There was a point where she was killing someone, and I'm like, okay, but that's they they have nothing to do with it. Um, and with the CEO guy, I feel like he should have been the one to die because the manager at the retail stores is. I mean, they they don't know anything that's going on with the company. He wouldn't have known that they were hiding it like he wouldn't have known that it would have been the CEO so I think they kind of missed the mark with that um yeah I mean it was okay like the twist I guess if you could say but especially with how fast fashion is it's so like big right now and a lot of companies it's like can you trust this company are they really 
making things and not putting children to work, but. What did you think about the very end? What did you think of them killing the main, the main character, our main girl here? She gets, you know, she's trying to stop these genes and she gets basically killed, trampled by these people. Absolutely stupid. Yeah, that's where I fell asleep. So Joe had to tell me what (laughs) happened. And I'm just like, why? It was um, unnecessary. She just and hits like, her head. Like, yeah, it wasn't, she, right? She, she like, wasn't trampled. She, she just right, got knocked over and hit her head. She survived a pair of killer slacks, but got trampled that, by crazy people. But, but not she, even. She, she, she didn't even get tramped. Yeah, no, she didn't. She just got pushed oh, just to hit the her side. Head. She got pushed over and her, she knocks her head. And then all of a sudden you see blood start, like an, an enormous amount of blood pouring out of her head. I'm like, really? That would, that little fall would really do that? I don't know about that. I think it would be better if she just got trampled to death. Yeah. Well, Joe, that's why I tell you to be careful when you calm <laughs> yourself because accidents yeah. happen. People, be careful uh, out there. Yeah, yeah, and and her last like act as a hu- as being alive is to take out her little tape that she took from the security and put it in her hand so someone can find yeah. it. Come on, <laughs> like, they're not gonna find it. Yeah, it's it's it was just like the whole thing was it's kind of ridiculous. I thought the the ending in general I didn't think was that great. I wish they had yeah. gone just just kill all of everyone and have yeah. the jeans clean up the store. So when the doors open on Monday madness, there's no one. And people are like, what the yeah. fuck? That's yeah. like, that. like well, why bother? For all we know, that's what could be what happens, honestly. Yeah. And then <laughs> if you want to set up your sequel, because I think they tease a sequel right at the end, like in writing, like they wrote something like where jeans are coming back or. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't see yeah. that. They, they, they tease a sequel, I think at some point, and it would have been cool that you see people leaving with the jeans and you see that the jeans are now spread out throughout the city, you know? So (laughs) as, as if you're going to open a stupid sequel, um, what also with the Monday madness, like the night crew, there would have been people coming in in the morning to also help out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool too. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, a lot of stuff would have been better than that ending. Uh, what was your favorite kill in the film? Um, I really liked uh, the storm mantra where they like f- all the, like the multiple pairs of jeans jump on him and they completely rip his skin off and he's just a skeleton. That was great. What about you, Sam? Um, what else is there besides the first one? And then one of the workers that gets chopped up and put in the box. Yeah, and then there's uh, the influencer that gets hung. Uh, yes. There's you the, have the uh, Indian girl who have- gets killed as well. You you have the girl who uh, puts the jeans on and it's kind of off screen, but like she gets thrown into the coat hanger. Oh, yeah, right. that That's one could have been, yeah. that, I hate it. I hated that one. Well, yeah, they didn't show it at all. No. So it was like, yeah, they, uh, like Steve said, budgetary reasons, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the influencer one, I was hoping that her kill was going to be during her live stream, but I guess it makes sense that they were like, no, you're going to have to post it later because we're on lockdown. Like we can't release this, um, just yet, but. Hmm. And for, for me, it was the first one. Uh, so these jeans, uh, fit your form. Like right. that's the big appeal of these jeans. So five she puts pounds them on. under and five pounds over. Right. That's <laughs> So she puts them on and the jeans start getting like tighter and tighter. And eventually they like squeeze her body to the point where it like separates her body in two and stuff. And you see like mm-hmm. her intestines and blood coming out and stuff like that. And then she's suddenly under the sink with all her pieces, which I guess the jeans put her there. But uh, yeah, it was a cool kill. But 
none of them were particularly like super great in my mm-hmm. opinion um but I, still better it, than it, i thought though it's better than i thought it would be yeah i think one was great i think the the uh asian guy when like his like hands get ripped off and then, oh like, yeah the, that was that was pretty like, cool it goes like around his neck and stuff i thought that was really cool yeah yeah, I wish I had kept that for like the manager, or the CEO, though, for something yeah, that brutal. True. Well, the uh, the manager gets a pretty good man. He yeah, gets, the manager like, gets pretty good. destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, anything else to jump into? You should we just rate this? I think we should rate it. All righty. Um, Sam, lead us off. Uh, I feel like my score might change after you guys go, but oh. I'm going to give it a. I mean, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a six, I guess. I don't know. Is that high? I'm going to give it 5.8. <laughs> Is that low? <laughs> help me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll help you. Um, so, listen, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm positive on this movie, like, throughout. However, I mean, I'm positive on it because it's an inanimate object, like, killer pants movie. So, I am definitely giving it, like, slack here. Um it's still not like an amazing movie. Like, don't get me wrong. Like it's, there are definitely issues with it and whatnot, but for a movie about killer jeans, I think it's pretty good for like what, what you're getting here. Um, now is it going to make my top 10 or anything like that? Like, absolutely not. Um, I definitely think it's worth a watch though. Like, you know, even if like, maybe this isn't your cup of tea, I think maybe even like, you know, like, the message and stuff maybe this wasn't steve's cup of tea but i appreciated it more um so i'm, I'm gonna give it a six and a half hmm. that's pretty good uh, i'm lower than that uh, i think there there's just a lot of issues and for a 70 minute movie to feel long is quite a feat you know uh but i would give it a 5.5 5. Uh, i enjoyed a lot of it but there were a lot of issues and i was just kind of you know, what it comes down to is now that I have a pretty good amount of films I've seen in 2021, I look at which films, you know, I rated throughout the year and I'm like, okay, where does it fit in this? So I liked a little bit more in some films, a little less, you know, it was like a wrong turn-ish type movie for me. So mm. 5.5. Uh, I think you sh- it's worth a one-time watch if you're feeling like in a ridiculous mood, but yeah, it's not one yeah, I would buy laundry. or anything like that. Yeah. Watch it while you're doing laundry. That's right. Run from the slacks. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a good laundry movie um i think it's a good movie to watch with friends like i think it's a great like you know midnight movie type type thing for sure no so. not even that joe come on no i think so i'm go. i'm championing for, i think yeah because you you're gonna of... be boozed up so you're not gonna be able to pay attention i mean it's the booze would definitely help i think like <laughs> but i i i think in a crowd like a big crowd setting people could have a lot of fun with this especially like seeing the key you know the jeans dancing to the, <laughs> the, right, to the uh, bollywood music the, the bollywood music and stuff and it was cool to see that at the end of the movie them showing like how that worked like with the movie magic yeah i loved and, that uh, yeah that was pretty cool so, so i think a slacks rectuma uh double feature would be perfect <laughs> so there the jeans go. and the asta goes in them so mm-hmm. oh you could do a do a uh, triple feature of slacks, um, killer sofa, and rubber. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be good for sure. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there you go. I'd be curious where Todd would fall in this one. Yeah. But I almost, I almost want to watch it. To ask him to watch it just so he could tell us because I, I don't think he would like it because it's no, like, it's like ridiculous. Has it. a message. I yeah, I don't think he would like the mm. message. I think the message thing would throw him like off, and I think he would hate it because oh, of that. Oh, and one last thing that 
we wanted to mention. We actually talked about it offline to see if we should mention it, but I think it is worth mentioning. Uh, the logo on the jeans is an SS that looks a yeah. lot like the German Nazi SS. And mm-hmm. I we wonder if that was on purpose. Uh, I don't yeah. think so, but it's so close that it's hard almost not to. Like mm-hmm. I immediately noticed it. And I, I think you guys did I did too. too. Yeah. I noticed it right away. And I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, that does not seem like an accident. So I want to see if anyone, yeah, if anyone else noticed it too, or if anyone knows, like, or saw maybe an interview with the director or something, I'd be interested to know uh, if yeah, that I, was I don't think they'd admit to it yeah. at this point. But... Yeah, maybe not. No. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so something worth thinking about if you watch the movie, it just. Yeah, I, that could honestly be, a, you know, with all like the political messages in this movie, it could have been another one, who knows, but yeah. But next week, we're covering The Conjuring, so make sure you go and watch it. It is available on HBO Max, or you can go to your theater and watch it as well. So The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, coming next week. Uh-oh. And don't forget, we have uh, two contests going on right now. Uh, you yes. can win a Conjuring 3 um, item, a promotional item from Joe, mm-hmm. uh, just by going to the Discord, and he'll post the rest of the rules once you're there. Mm-hmm. And you can also, until the beginning of July, uh, if you buy any of our merch, send us a picture of the merch or you in the merch or whatever, and you'll be entered to win a box of all sorts of cool items, including autographs prints uh a bunch of stuff there's a, i'm putting a bunch of stuff in there so mm-hmm. check it out and that's on tpublic.com slash the horse squad podcast yes and stay tuned because we have some exciting new merch possibly coming within the coming months so uh a couple ideas brewing so you'll see yeah, absolutely and check out our youtube channel if you want to see the picture version of this episode and all the other episodes uh, you can check it out there and hopefully we'll put other types of videos. I'm, I'm starting to think of other types of videos I like to put on there, room tours, uh, other types of stuff. So check it out. All right. All right. Very cool. All right. Bye everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. To be. Be. To be. Belong. Belong. Believe. Believe. Be loved. Be loved. Become. Become.